0: The following podcast is a part of Radiomisfits.com And now, it's time for The Mr. Nelson Show! We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show, here on RadioMisfits.com. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. A Democratic candidate for the Virginia House of Delegates performs sex acts with her husband online had asked her virtual audience to pitch in with tips. Susanna Gibson, a mother of two young children who was running in a competitive race to represent District 57 in Richmond, showed quite a bit more than skin on the adult streaming website Chatterbait. The 40-year-old nurse practitioner hosted more than a dozen of the live romps with her husband on the platform which was then posted to a publicly accessible archive on the website Reekerbait. Gibson also apparently maintained her Chatterbait profile after having announced her campaign in July doo, uploading at least one picture of herself on the Slack streaming site the following month. The unconventional candidate had more than 5,770 chatterbait followers whom she repeatedly pressed for more tokens in exchange for certain acts in private showings, adding that she was raising money for a good cause. In other videos, she suggested that she and her husband have tried swapping with different partners as she is ethically non-monogamous but that he doesn't like sharing. Gibson often thanked her viewers after the tokens arrived, and her husband, a lawyer, in at least one case, echoed her requests. Chatterbait's terms of condition state requesting or demanding specific acts for tips may result in a ban from the platform for all parties involved. Well, I guess the key word is may result. So anyway, in a statement to the Washington Post, Gibson called the publicly posted videos an illegal invasion of my privacy designed to humiliate me and my family. Well, you posted on Chatterbait, so this is not like someone hacked your own computer. Anyway, she continues, it won't intimidate me and it won't silence me. My political opponents and their Republican allies have proven they're willing to commit a sex crime. (laughs) You're the one who made the videos, and you put them out there for public viewing. Anyway, uh, they're committing a sex crime to attack me and my family because there's no line they won't cross to silence women when they speak up. The candidate's attorney, Daniel P. Watkins, told the outlet that the archived videos violated Virginia's revenge porn law, which makes it a Class 1 misdemeanor to maliciously circulate actual images on another person's nudity with intent to coerce, harass, or intimidate. Hmm. The lawyer called a Virginia appeals court ruling in 2021 that it was illegal for a man to secretly record his girlfriend during a consensual actual encounter, even if that video was never shared with others. Well, <laughs> this doesn't apply to this scenario. This was not secretly recorded. And it, it was shared with others. That was the point, to get those tokens and uh Watkins says uh, they're working closely with state and federal law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gibson's going up against Republican David Owen, a former home builder for the election, as Democrats are seeking to regain the majority in the 100-member Virginia House. Gibson launched her campaign in July 2022 and has since raised $376,895 during her campaign, compared with $339,621 raised by the Owen campaign. However, She maintains just $77,435 cash on hand after going head-to-head in the June 20th Democratic primary with opponent Bob Shippey. Owen has retained $166,179 of his funds after facing no primary challenger. So what could be the disqualifying factor here for her uh, political ambitions? Was it the fact that she was an amateur porn star? Or is it the massive stupidity at her shock that she posted porn online and people saw it? This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. The Adventures of Baron Baron. Boy. Count, back so soon? It appears, Baron, that your friends have successfully expelled the officers from the (laughs) tower. Had to go, Vitty. Oh, really, Baron? You know my plan is the only course to correct the predicament we find ourselves in. we wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for your foolishness with the hyperverse. That doesn't matter now. Baron, you know we have to resolve this. And since your friends are denying me your tower, well, now it all falls to you, doesn't it? And there is no other course. That's not exactly true. What... What? blazes is that? Oh, that's the air raid alarm. A bombing run is on the way. Bombing run? It's the Trojans. They've launched their attack against the United States of Atlanta sooner than I expected. Oh? What? Why would they launch an attack here? Oh, well, the usual reasons. There's a lot of long history of treaty entanglements and whatnot. Basically, there, there never was a Roman Empire. Uh, This reality. Uh, The Trojans weren't defeated by the Greeks. The Trojans defeated the Greeks, and then went on to create an empire that spread throughout the Mediterranean. They came up against the, well, the people of Carthage, you know, just like the Romans did, but it went a little differently. Uh, Wars back and forth between the two over the Mediterranean and whatnot, and uh, for a while, Carthage had the upper hand for a few centuries, and then, well, here we are today with a a newly revitalized Neo-Trojan Empire that, uh, well, is expanding its influence around the realm. And war brings up again, but of course, uh, well, there's treaty entanglements with, well, you know, the United States of Atlantis. Atlantis? Why is it called Atlantis? Oh well, that's an interesting story too. Apparently, instead of Christopher Columbus, there was this other explorer. No, oh, I forget what his name I think he was. Named after Agamemnon or something like that. Anyway, uh, he made the discovery, uh, expecting to find China just like Columbus did. But instead, uh, he mistook, well, the uh, what we know as the Americas as the lost continent of Atlantis or what was left of it is the Myth goes, but whatever, you know, the name stuck. <laughs> and the rest, well, different people, of course, but it pretty much played out the way you would have uh, expected. I, I wouldn't have ex- expected any of this from some damn fool accident. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you smashed right into that wooden horse, didn't you? And now look what you've done. You did this! You you orchestrated this and made it happen! And then you just left, Baron. You didn't even try to clean up your mess. It's totally different! You do yours deliberately, and you're incompetent buffoon. All right, conceded. (laughs) Well, it! if we're both guilty of these circumstances, then it seems as if cosmic justice will come upon us both as we're about to be blown to smithereens. Don't be silly, Baron. I'm not going to let you be blown to smithereens. No. The two of us are going to teleport into your tower and undo this catastrophe, thereby returning me to the Hyperverse. After that, well, hell, Baron, you can do whatever you want. I wouldn't give a rat's whisker. Well, I suppose my options are few. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, you can't get fewer than one, can you? Come along, Baron. The teleport chamber is just down the hall. Halt oh, right where you are. You are under arrest. What in blazes? Don't be an idiot. Baron has already been arrested and obviously in custody. I was not referring to Baron Boyd. I was referring to you, Count Rickon. What? This is outrageous! Not as outrageous as treason. Treason! Me? And after all I've done for this nation. Yeah, well, the things you've done, all that super-duper-pooper-scooper technology got a lot of people curious. And uh, we just uh, suddenly realized, hey... We don't know where in the hell this guy came from, and we looked into it. Along the way, we found out you've been selling some of that technology to the Trojans. You're so technology- to, to their enemies? <laughs> no, that's crazy, don't be silly. <laughs> yeah, well, when we heard the two of you talking about being from some other dimension or whatnot, well, we, our suspicions were peaked a little bit more, and we realized that your teleportation technology... ...bears a striking resemblance to the disintegrator ray systems that the Trojans employ against us. So, you overheard us. Well, your conversation about all your secrets began right in the middle of the tribunal chamber. Oh yeah, that's... that's... that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who's the incompetent buffoon, Count? Well, look, I I needed money, I had to get around in this new world, so uh, basically I cannibalized the omnibus, a lot of the elements there that they could expand upon. Turns out they're really quite advanced already. You know, their 20th century, uh, from our reckoning, uh, took place actually in the 16th century. It's really quite fascinating. But anyway, look, (laughs) circumstances, you understand. Yeah, well, you can tell it to the tribunal, so you're under arrest, Reckon. Very well. I suppose it's only appropriate that I hand in my ID card. Huh? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, look, it was already going to be reprogrammed, so it couldn't unlock any of the cell doors, security locks in the complex, but, yeah, go ahead and hand it over. right here. I... All right. Here it is! Come now, Baron. It's not the first time you've seen my inside-outside gun demonstrated. (laughs) One should never get used to a sight like that, Reckon. Oof, the bombing's getting closer. Our time runs short, Baron. The teleport chamber is right this way. What the devil? <laughs> oh. Her of All right, let's see if we can find Count Reckon. Oh, great. Baron's idiot friends. Oh, there's Papa, on the other side. Well, uh, uh, Biddy, be careful. Count Reckon's got his weapon. Oh, no. Oh, do calm down. This is all very simple to rectify. Baron, simply come over here to the other side of the teleporter body and follow me into the teleport chamber behind me. Therefore, I need not use my weapon upon your idiot friends. Yeah, well, we got a weapon of our own, asshole. What? No, no, no! You you idiot! You You shot the teleport chamber! Oh no, it's activated! the hill of course it's oh no Oh no Papa Cliff and Lola they
1: they are gone
0: Oh no have we seen the last of Cliff Russell and Lola Montgomery Find out in the next exciting episode of Baron Boy. You have been listening to Baron Boy. Written, produced, and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music comes courtesy of Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. A Democratic candidate for the Virginia House of Delegates performed sex acts with her husband online and asked her virtual audience to pitch in with tips. Susanna Gibson, a mother of two young children who was running in a competitive race to represent District 57 in Richmond, showed quite a bit more than skin on the adult streaming website Chatterbait. The 40-year-old nurse practitioner hosted more than a dozen of the live romps with her husband on the platform, which was then posted to a publicly accessible archive on the website Reekerbait. Gibson also apparently maintained her Chatterbait profile after having announced her campaign in July. Uploading at least one picture of herself on the Slack streaming site The following month, the unconventional candidate had more than 5,770 chatterbait followers whom she repeatedly pressed for more tokens in exchange for certain acts in private showings, adding that she was raising money for a good cause. In other videos, she suggested that she and her husband have tried swapping with different partners as she is ethically non-monogamous, but that he doesn't like sharing. Gibson often thanked her viewers after the tokens arrived, and her husband, a lawyer, in at least one case echoed her requests. Chatterbait's terms of condition state requesting or demanding specific acts for tips may result And a ban from the platform for all parties involved. Well, I guess the key word is May Resolve. So, anyway. In a statement to the Washington Post, Gibson called the publicly posted videos an illegal invasion of my privacy designed to humiliate me and my family. Well, you posted on Chatterbait, so... This is not like someone hacked your own computer, you know. Anyway, she continues, it won't intimidate me and it won't silence me. My political opponents and their Republican allies have proven they're willing to commit a sex crime. (laughs) You're the one who made the videos and you put them out there for public viewing. Anyway, they're committing a sex crime to attack me and my family because there's no line they won't cross to silence women when they speak up. The candidate's attorney, Daniel P. Watkins, told the outlet that the archived videos violated Virginia's revenge porn law, which makes it a Class 1 misdemeanor to maliciously circulate actual images on another person's nudity with intent to coerce, harass, or intimidate. Hmm. The lawyer called a Virginia appeals court ruling in 2021 that it was illegal for a man to secretly record his girlfriend during a consensual encounter, even if that video was never shared with others. Well, (laughs) this doesn't apply to this scenario. This was not secretly recorded. And it it was shared with others. That was the point, to get those tokens. Oops. Uh, Watkins says uh, they're working closely with state and federal law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gibson's going up against Republican David Owen, a former home builder for the election as Democrats are seeking to regain the majority in the 100-member Virginia House. Gibson launched her campaign in July 2022 and has since raised $376,895 during her campaign compared with $339,621 raised by the Owen campaign. However, She maintains just $77,435 cash on hand after going head-to-head in the June 20th Democratic primary with opponent Bob Shippey. Owen has retained $166,179 of his funds after facing no primary challenger. So what could be the disqualifying factor here for her uh, political ambitions? Was it the fact that she was an amateur porn star? Or is it the massive stupidity at her shock that she posted porn online and people saw it? This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Well, I finally found time to watch another episode of Space 1999. Oh, so what happened to this one? Well, they came upon an alien guy
1: uh, with weird pink hair. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he wore a moo moo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he
0: had special powers uh, to manipulate matter and whatnot. Uh, and every time he did, everything uh, glowed rainbowy.
1: Oh my God! Are you? you, You're kidding? No, that's that's what happened. What a progressive episode, way ahead of its time. Because this was like done in the seventies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh my, that's that's incredible. So. So that's what he he did, magic tricks and stuff. Well, I mean, it
0: it was rooted in his uh, alien superior science and all that.
1: Of course, because highly advanced alien civilizations would appear to be godlike to, to lesser uh, developed cultures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh turns out uh, he uh, knows how to warp space and uh, travel through hyperspace or whatnot. And uh boy, that catches uh Koenig's attention, and he says, Well, <laughs> well, uh, we that could help us get back home <laughs> and uh he says, well, yeah, it could and uh he says but he's uh he's a uh, a guy that's in business, and uh so what he what he, he trades for uh for what he can offer uh in exchange for what they can offer, you know so Oh, so a bit of a sense but yeah uh it, it starts off rather sinister, which of course. You realize it's not all sweet and wonderful. There's always a nefarious blood. Uh, oh, well, I guess it just has to be. So, uh, the the episode opens really great, actually, even though this is a particularly bad one. What do you mean? Well, the opening scene is a uh, a bunch of beautiful women in their underwear relaxing around and oiling up. Oh my
1: God, you are just the worst. Yeah, but it was really cool. And uh, but then it had to get ruined because uh this idiot table or whatever
0: uh manifest certain devices uh in the ship and uh well it zaps this woman in the face and blinds her
1: oh my god
0: yeah and then uh, there's some guys working i don't know somewhere and another thing shows up and the guy looks at it, and it fries him too was he blinded no nah, i think he was you know just hurt or knocked out or whatever. Anyway, and they kind of forget about that because the guy shows up and says, Hey, I got all this technology and whoops, didn't know you guys were too stupid to figure out how to use it. So, uh, well then maybe he's kind of stupid. He is cause, uh, he's, you know, boasting about his superiority, but at the same time, he didn't take that into consideration,
1: whatever. Um, um, so, uh, so uh, what, was it infecting them with something? And uh, That's his nefarious plot? No, his nefarious plot, uh, despite all the rainbows, the moo-moo, and purple hair. Uh, well, he wants Maya to be his love slave. Oh, my God. Th- that's the shape-changing girl. That's right. Well, I guess, since she's a shapeshifter.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know, when he's in the mood, he could always have her
1: change into something else. You don't have to put it that way. And, you know, that's their business, and it's no one else's. Well, except that,
0: you know, he's kind of forcing her into it, because he's offering to buy her with, uh, you know, hyperdrive technology or whatever.
1: Well, yeah, that's a good point. It it should have been her choices. It should have been answer. you know, they should have constructed a story where she was somewhat taken with all this, and thought, hey, I can explore more uh, scientific possibilities with this superior being because I'm stuck with all these stupid hairless apes, and uh, you know, she's from an alien culture that's better than theirs and stuff like that. What, anyway? Um, so uh, Koenig decides to
0: uh compromise. Turns out uh, they can make an android that looks and sounds exactly like Maya. Oh, really? They just got that, yeah, they got that laying around. And, uh, so, uh, they offer him, uh, you know, a sex doll. Right. Uh, pretty much. Yes. Uh, so, you know, they build it and they show the scene of uh, Maya's head on a table. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know, it's obviously the actress sticking her head through a hole. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so, uh, so, uh, Tabor's like, yeah, all right, I'll take the sex doll. I'll have some fun with that. And I'll give you the technology to uh, warp your way home. Well, of course, uh, Tabor didn't really want the sex doll. So he abducts Maya and swaps her out with the sex doll. But I don't know. They didn't do a good enough job on it. And her face blows up and falls off.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. So now he's... he's He's got Maya.
0: Yeah, and uh, he's like, ha, ha, I fooled you. And he just splits, you know, and Koenig's like, oh, no. Hmm. That's it? Well, that's pretty much all he can do. I mean, again, you know, superior technology and whatnot.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: And so, well, he disappears into a rainbow.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then, well, they're traveling through hyperspace, and then Maya's not going to put up with this crap so uh she
1: shapeshifts into a female version of him oh my god well wow. huh was he uh was he into that no not at all he
0: was uh really shocked and sickened to see his female self despite the fact that he's got the weird purple hairdo and wears a muumuu. uh but he didn't want to see his face on a woman's body. So uh, so turns out not as rainbowy as uh you would have thought.
1: Well, it was the seventies. Yeah, they kinda had some of that going on. But yeah, but they just didn't quite get the concept of bad sexuality and the you know, the infinite sexual spectrum. Sure. So uh yeah,
0: so uh he's all upset and sickened and about to throw up or whatever, so uh he teleports her back home.
1: And that's it. uh, Well, what about the the technology?
0: Yeah, I guess they never got around to getting a hold of it. I don't know. Um, Or maybe it's something like they couldn't figure it out or something.
1: Uh, That's kind of like, you know, in Star Trek Voyager, where they sold all their library to these aliens who wanted new stories, and they gave them this super-duper pooper-scooper warp uh, uh, device, and but they couldn't figure out how to do it. It nearly blew up the whole ship, so they had to beam it out into space and it blew up and all that. And uh, so it's kind of the same thing. It can be dangerous to to uh use technology you don't you don't know.
0: Yeah, right. I mean you plug that into your outlet and it might fry your whole electrical system if you don't know what you're doing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Which is why we need to go green. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, yeah, that it, it, it was it,
0: it was just a waste of time. It wasn't very good. Um, and it was, you know, they just made use of their already ready-made sets, which I understand, but you could still come up with better stories than that. But, uh, well, they didn't. Of course, encountering an alien who had the technology, and then you got to figure out, well, if they get the technology, they could just go home and the show's over. So, um, yeah, they had to come up with something. And uh, just some creepy, weird looking fat dude had the hots for one of your girls and kidnaps her. And then that was the deal breaker. As it
1: should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by.